Yay! So we have another episode of Becoming Cosmically You podcast and today we've got the amazing Karen on with us. So Karen, let us know where you're from and where did your journey begin with what you're doing now? Hi, uh, well I'm from um, Sheffield in South Yorkshire. Um, my journey started a long, long time ago. Um, I come from a family of um, psychics, of mediums. My mum's my actually a medium, um, although I, I don't believe any of us are not, um, but it's whether we're kind of like awake to it, you know, or, or whether we're completely closed off because of, you know, how we how we came. Um, but it wasn't something that we really talked about a lot when I was younger. I had experiences when I was a lot younger but I just assumed that everybody else had the same things. I didn't realise it were anything different. And my my dad was kind of, he's more of a, don't really accept it, although he's, he's getting better now he's got older. Um, it, it wasn't something that we talked about. So I can imagine that my mum really felt quite isolated when she was younger because she she's had this uh, these experiences since she was about 4 years old mm. so um with me it were a little bit a little bit older but it was just kind of like things you know like when i closed my eyes seeing faces in colors and 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 things like that but i i just thought that everybody were like that i didn't realize it were anything different mm. but i was very very shy when i were growing up um so I I wouldn't have talked about it even even if you know it were all right to talk about it because um I wasn't a very confident person. My my confidence has come as I've got older and through my life experiences. Um yeah, so I've I've had a lot of personal experiences, a lot of negative experiences as well as positive experiences but but the negatives have been the things that have kind of molded me into this person that I am now and I've always had a, a thirst for knowledge so I'm 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 what you call a perpetual learner mm. um I'm, I question everything from cosmos to um healings to all sorts of different things I'm always wanting to learn a lot of different things mm. and have these light bulb moments so I kind of created my own path in a way that um you know everything that I've learned over years all, all the qualifications that I've, I've I've gained over years of of just when you're doing them you don't you don't understand why you keep being drawn to these things and and it's like in in your human head you're thinking oh well if I do that I've got another qualification maybe I could go down that road and then it don't kind of happen but as I've got older I'm coming more into my um consciousness you know my my psychic abilities I realised that all of these things were there for a reason because it was what was creating this person that I am now, you know, this woman that I am now. And um, it's not it's not complete, you know, it's it's a, a perpetual journey which will follow me till I, I go back to where I've come from, you know, mm -hmm. and probably come back again and, and do more of it. But 
it's something that I am, I can't explain the passion that I have for it and the emotion that I have for it. And the empathy, the empathy is a very big thing for me because as I've kind of evolved, I found myself becoming more and more um, tuned into people's feelings. Mm. Uh, and it's not that I wasn't before, but I seem to have had a better way of dealing with it. And then I've gone through this process of actually really feeling it and, and getting very emotional about other people's journeys and uh, that feeling of, you know, like, I just want to help people. I just want to, I just want them to experience what I experience and and find that that happiness, you know, that joy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, um, I think, probably back in, around 2011 2012 was the point where my um ability started to kick in more and i started to become more in tune with who i was and then it's just it just keeps evolving so I, i'm finding it really difficult so at the moment i'm trying to write a bio about myself hmm. and i'm really really struggling to do it because I can't pigeonhole myself into one specific thing. Mm. So when I'm trying to write a short bio, I feel like I'm missing the points of who I am, you know, and um, mm -hmm. it's been taking me, I've been at it again this last couple of weeks. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. But, you know, I, I think it's just because I'm evolving. I am a light worker. And um, I've been on this journey, as I say, for a long time of this awakening to consciousness and being part of the collective that is supporting others on their awakening journey. So I, I work very much with um, fifth dimensional chakra systems, the 15 chakra system and aura. And I've done a lot of I, I am a healer. Um, but I've done a lot of different things as well, you know, that's kind of pulling into um, what what I'm trying to deliver to people, how I'm trying to support people. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist as well, um, which has helped because that was a journey that I took about four and a half years ago, four years ago that I didn't I didn't even know that I were going down that road because I were already a meditation teacher and I were already running um a, a spiritual a development class but it was like the girls in the class that were saying you know you'd be really good at that and then when I went into it we're like gosh well this is what I've been doing all this time you know and it's like mm. wow just these light bulb moments that keep happening but I absolutely love what I do I really do I love that. I love that. So what was it like uh, for you being brought up by a mum who's a medium? Were you aware of her gifts? or Not when I was younger. It, mm. it was kind of more, um, I can't pinpoint an actual time when it, I became more aware of her abilities other than as I got older and more independent, I used to take her to a lot of mind, body and spirit events. And, you know, we used to go and have a lot of readings and things like that. So I would say that was probably around about me being about 18. Mm. 
Um, and it kind of, uh, quite a few years ago, through my hairdressing business, um, I've I've met, I've been hairdressing for 44 years, so I've met a lot of different people over that period of time. And it wasn't something that I used to talk a lot about because I didn't know whether people think I were a bit dual alley. <laughs> and it was just like this weird experience that happened where people started coming and they started saying different things, you know, and it's like, oh, they do understand that, you know. So it, I ended up sort of organically talking about it and... um Basically, what happened uh, at that time, I was married and um, I decided to go to an MBS event. My ex-husband took me there. And um, when I came back, I ended up talking to one of my hairdressing um, clients about what what had, had happened. And I'd said I was a bit peeved because I was the one who wanted to go. And the, the audio that I received from the lady who gave me a reading I couldn't hear anything other than chatter. And my ex-husband had been and sat with someone else at the same time and got this really clear reading. And I thought, well, he didn't really want to do that. <laughs> so I were, I felt a bit peeved about it and I was telling her about it. And then we got on about my mom and um, an experience that I remember my mom having when my granddad passed and my dad was, uh, he was working nights at the time and Every time someone was due to pass, someone would come to my mum mm. to try to tell her. And on this particular occasion, there was this tall man that had, had appeared at bottom of her bed and she was frightened. So she tried to pull covers over her head and he was trying to pull the covers up, off her mm. to try to tell her. And it was actually my granddad that were passing, which was my dad's dad. And at midnight, my dad came in from work and told her that he'd passed away. He'd had to come home early because he'd passed away. And she said, I know. But at the time, she didn't understand who this person was, mm. this energy was. And when it all came out, it was actually her guide. Mm. Um, and um, I remember his name. His name was Michael Maloney. And... Uh, <laughs> He he treated her like his child, you know, he used to sit on the settee with her and put his arms around her and he really made her feel safe. And obviously we all know that over time you get many guides, you know, as as you're moving down that that path and progressing. And um I was talking to uh, this this client about it and and then it came to, to light that she was actually a healer and a medium. Hmm. And uh, we ended up, it, it, it was really weird because she'd actually been to the same dancing school when my mum was young. And they actually, their paths had crossed as children. And then it kind of all come back round again. And I was like the the, the conduit of them meeting up. Or yeah. one of very, very best friends. So what we used to do was we used to sit once a month, myself, this lady and her daughter, who's also a medium, and my mum, and we used to we used to do um, sessions, you know, to tune in and and get um, spirit to come and have chats with us. So we've had some we've had some really really good laughs with them, and um, 
some really strange experiences as well because at that time my mum used to do uh, transfiguration mm. uh, where they literally came into a body my mum's quite a small person so it was scary in some respects because the you know if you got a really tall man trying to fit himself into my mum's body and was kind of watching her stretching and doing before she could speak and she would feel you know what they had passed with Mm. Um, but as time went on her guides then changed it so now when she goes into that place it's it's a very organic thing you know we we could be talking in class and then turn around and my mum's got her eyes closed and and we're like oh she's channeling have you got a pen and paper <laughs> you know because <laughs> when they start talking you can't remember everything you know that mm. and I've done some channeling myself as well but um I pre I don't I don't feel comfortable sort of standing in big of in front of you know big crowds and and doing things like that mine's sort of more I'm conscious but mm. I speak you know through my guides you know they give me the information and then I pass it on I'm not into sort of doing you know what other mediums do which I take my hat off to them I think it's brilliant but I don't want to sort of sit there and say oh I've got a message from so and so or whatever whatever mm. a lot of my guidance is coming from a higher perspective in mm. respect of it's about this consciousness this awakening and this journey that we're going through and helping people to build their light so um and my mum's pretty much on that road as well. So it's lovely because I've got support and now I can support her. So we can have a lot of, you know, really philosophical um, conversations about things and pick things apart and try to understand them better. Um, I do know in a past life that um, I do know quite a few of my past lives, but I do know in one of my past lives I wasn't apothecary and um so I've kind of gone down that route of healing and um I'm very into organic things and mm. uh, alternative therapies and things like that and um very passionate about it as well including mm. on my dogs so yeah <laughs> oh yeah have some. <laughs> yeah you've got you've got to help your furry friends haven't you around you because when we expand, they expand as well, and they need as much healing as we do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My, and I don't see any of us on any different level. Mm -hmm. I just think we're all soul energy, you know, that have chosen different paths to come down. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, they get misguided because they're, disrespect of that animal kingdom and it's not just the animal kingdom it's it's you know it's nature it's all of uh, everything you know they they kind of get misguided down a path of seeing these animals as lesser beings than us but yet they're teaching us as much as we can teach them yeah. and I think we have to respect them for that and show that love you know that unconditional love that they give us my dogs particularly I mean I've I've had dogs all my life from being very very young so I'm I think about 50 years you know I've had dogs in my life and my grandparents had them as well um 
and they've the, the dogs that I've had more recently have, have seen me through a lot of traumatic times so I'm just so so grateful that I've got them with me and I wish they could live as long as me <laughs> but who knows what the future brings oh well, yeah they'll, they'll reincarnate won't they I mean both of my well one of my cats is a human soul in a cat body and the other one has been through a lot of trauma that I helped her with but um it's quite fascinating when you see a, a human in a cat body because I'm always like reassuring my cat that she can't have certain things now like I'm like I know you really want the human food but it's not good for your cat body and she's always like moaning at me but I want it but I want it I'm like I'm really sorry you can have a little bit but you can't eat as much human food as you did when you were a human which is fascinating when you can communicate with your animals oh yeah that's one of the things that I like is I've got a way of communicating them, but what I'd really, really have liked, and I'm, I keep saying to my mum, because my mum can actually, she just puts her hands on them and she can hear everything they say. Mm. You know, there's a lot of personal things that my little dog, my oldest dog, has told my mum. <laughs> it's like, that's supposed to be personal. You're not supposed to tell other people. it's like "Mm, I have to be more careful about what I'm saying in front of him now (laughs) but these these two dogs are very very bonded you know and they don't like being separated so it's it's lovely you know to see them Rosé's the the smaller one of the two she's a whippet cross border collie but she actually looks like a small whippet Mm. she's the older one by 14 months the, the other one, Mia, who's just disappeared, is, um, she's a, a, a Labrador. But Mia treats her as her baby. <laughs> when, when she has a drink of water, she literally licks her mouth dry. And sometimes it's funny because you can see Mia thinking, oh, please, not again. And she's <laughs> doing this with her mouth to get away. And Rosie gets the paw on her head and she pulls her head down. <laughs> to force her to keep still and I keep saying to her Rosie she doesn't want it <laughs> she's like I don't care I'm a mum I've got to clean her up yeah they were definitely related in a past life I'm being told that's why they've got that bond <laughs> yeah 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 they're, they're absolutely amazing but yeah. then I, I kind of miscalculated because Rosie she had to go in into vets um the day after new year's day um and she had to have an anesthetic and i was really worried about her because i thought she was coming up 12 in april anyway she was brilliant she got through it and everything she's fine and then i realized that actually she's not she's 13 in april and uh, mia is actually 12 in august i'm like oh my gosh i've knocked a year off <laughs> put her through this this experience and I'm like oh thank you god but my mum said to me she said you see you don't realize just how well you're looking after him mm. so just keep doing what you're doing but whatever I have they have they're on all sorts of different herbs and stuff you know but yeah. um I I just treat him as I treat myself you know, and if I want to keep myself healthy, why shouldn't I do the same for them or anybody mm. else, you know, that, that I'd come into contact with? I'd, I'd do the same. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think as well, when we 
are activating ourselves and we are expanding and we're doing that healing work on ourselves like our furry friends really feel it so like they need healing they need extra food they need extra love and I think people forget sometimes the almost responsibility it is to um care and 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 guide every being that's in your awareness not just yourself right we've got a responsibility haven't we definitely yeah yeah I've had a lot of uh, I I am a very big animal person and I've had as I say I've had I've had dogs particularly for over 50 years but I've also had a lot of guinea pigs rabbits hamsters budgies parrots fish you know I'm I'm I just feel so connected to him mm. um and years and years ago I used to run a business boarding small animals because when my kids grew up um I kind of cut down on the amount of animals <laughs> that I were having it's like you know life's changing now and I thought well how can I get my fix so I thought <laughs> I'll do small animal boarding because there it's a lot easier to do that than doing dog, you know, boarding for me personally because of my work. And and I, I loved it, you know, that I got that opportunity to connect with all these different ones, you know, different rabbits. And um and then I used to get I used to cry when when I get messages saying they've passed and I'm like, no, that can't happen. Oh but to I used to sit here because I had a, I've got a shed and I, and I had it insulated and decorated it all and then I'd hutches inside it and put cushion floor on, you know. Originally it was actually because I used to make cosmetics and soaps mm. and things so it was my workroom, but it came in handy for what I wanted to do with them. And uh, I used to get sat on floor and I'd get them out individually and have them sat on my knee while I brushed them and stroked them and talked to them and everything. And <laughs> um, you just get really attached, don't you? But I think I think you're either that kind of person uh, or, or, or you're not. I mean, I, I have people that I think are absolutely amazing that are frightened to death, you know, of animals. And I think mm. if you could only just let them in, you'd... Mm. <laughs> you'd realise just how much they can enhance your life and the love that they give is just, it's immeasurable to me. Mm. There's, there's no conditions on it and I think that's why we're able to love them unconditionally as well. Mm. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful and, you know, that's where we're leading people to at the moment um, when we're looking to help people evolve and activate and grow in these human bodies to be these cosmic beings we are asking people to operate on a frequency of unconditional love right so it's beautiful that you brought that point through that it's through animals and I think through children as well to to a a larger extent my my kids are still young they're eight and six so they're still like in that like adorable stage right now right but I'm sure at some stage they'll get a bit more testing but you know, I, I always said that I didn't really know what love was until I had children. Because yeah. they, they, they just love you on whatever basis, however you turn up, however you look. Although my six-year-old told me the other day, Mommy, when are you going to stop wearing your baggy jumpers and start making a more an effort so you can look more beautiful? 
Wow. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. She's a total force to be reckoned with. And I humored it. I humored it, you know. I just got ready and I thought, whatever, if that that's something that she wants to see me as, that's fine. But um yeah, yeah the love through animals and children. Yeah. And definitely. also through plants as well. I love connecting to plant energy as well. Like I love um growing food through energy. Me too, yeah. Yeah, I grew up on my own veg. I'm I'm thinking of expanding my vegetable patch this this year. Mm. Well, my kitchen my kitchen window is full of orchids. Uh, I love them <laughs> amongst other plants. But I, every time I go out shopping, I see one. I think, should I get that one? <laughs> Karen, how many more can you fit on your windowsill? They're just sticking over now, but. I love to see the the flowers and the colours mm. and everything. My garden for me is is my it's like my safe haven. Mm. When we were in lockdown a few years ago, that's where I spent every single day, and I built myself a Japanese garden because I've got quite a, a big garden. Um, and I I built this Japanese garden and dug a pot a, a second pond out, so I've got two ponds now. Oh, and wow. I put a bridge over it and crystals round it and everything. And it's just a really, really nice place to go, you know, when you want to sit and mm. you can feel that energy under your feet. Mm. So um, I'm always looking at what what I can change, you know, within it. And I think the, the part of the problem is I find it difficult then to move on, you know, because I keep thinking about maybe it's time for me to downsize. I've lived mm. here for um 32 years, 33 years. Um and it's kind of evolved with me. There's portals in 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 this house as well and oh, wow. the, the energies walk on and you know it's like how can I leave this place and find somewhere that brings that same thing in for me you know but mm. I'm kind of beginning to be aware that it's getting more and more difficult for me to kind of sustain it if that makes sense mm. so it's like well I could sell house and go and live in garden but I don't think new neighbors <laughs> would like it would they <laughs> so that would be fun <laughs> it's all right just you know evolving things but then you get attached and it's like mm. but how can I I need to replicate that somewhere else you know and, but I, I think I've come to this conclusion now that I have to just go with the flow and yeah whatever's meant to cross my path I've got to keep going with it and just keep moving forward I actually um, adopted two children um, oh, wow. when I was in my 20s. Um, I had infertility um, tests and everything and um, basically was told that there was nothing wrong with me but go away and keep trying and it never happened. So um, I decided to adopt. So um, both of my children are grown up now. Um, but, you know, that, that in itself brought me a lot of life lessons and a lot of um understanding about love mm. you know and and what is unconditional love mm. and I remember you know when I saw my 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 daughter my my first adoption and I remember that you know that feeling and coming out thinking I'd got to leave her 
and crying about it because it was like that feeling was there. And then the same thing happened with my son, although my son was a lot younger and, and, and his experiences were, you know, I don't really want to go into it, but it was, they were difficult circumstances. But, you know, I I understand from a different perspective how it doesn't matter whether, you know, they are naturally your children or not. You are just a caretaker of this soul, you know, helping someone to be birthed into this life to start their own personal journey of, of, of evolving and learning and growing and experiencing. And um, I remarried years later and um, went back down the infertility path again. And, and I did actually have IVF, but unfortunately... Um, I lost it. So I, mm. I understood more then, you know, it's like this evolution mm. that keeps happening to me and these experiences, which is really funny because when I'm doing any work with anybody and then they start talking to me about their experience and then I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I've been there, I've experienced mm. that. And I think, how can one person have been through so many things and why you know why did I come for that experience understanding now as I've got older last year I had my 60th birthday um so it's like 60 years of evolving mm -hmm. and understanding more of why I'm here and and what I'm meant to be doing but still finding that place of how do I explain myself? Mm. You know, I got into doing um, MBS events about two years ago. I'm actually on one um, in, uh, not this weekend, but following weekend, 27th, 28th of January. It's the first one of this year. And I do talks there now. Um, but some, some of that has kind of like organically happened through things that I've done in my past. So years ago, I used to be a beekeeper as well. And I was kind of dragged in. And I'm saying dragged in because it wasn't my choice to do it. It was my, my ex-husband's choice. But I got interested in it. And I ended up doing talks for the local um, shopping centre who bought some of our bees. And we used to manage those as well as his own. And my, my ex-husband wasn't a confident person, so he wouldn't do any talk. So I got dragged into it. And I used to think, well, I'll say yes. And then I've got six months, I'll forget about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like day before I were due to go, it's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I'm so nervous. And da, 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 da. But <laughs> I go and I do it because I knew my craft. Yeah. You know, And I think that's a point to make in everything that you go through and you experience a lot of it is not about learning and qualifying it's about learning a craft that you already know innately mm. and you that's why you feel yourself drawn to doing that and whether you achieve it as a qualification or you don't there is an element of you already there and that's why you've been pushed down that path you know and guided I don't, I'm not a beekeeper now. I did it for about seven, eight years. But the knowledge that's there has now started coming into my 
my talks because I understand and, and I talk about frequency and vibration and light and everything and understanding how the bees work in the in the, their hives, you know, and the frequencies that they give off and the healing that they are actually giving to us through their frequencies. And it's like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So. I love that. I love that you're bringing all the pieces together and, and definitely the people coming through now that we're speaking to, especially on the podcast, are actually recreating the mold, if if you understand that, are based on their own experiences, their life experience. So one of the messages that my team, the Cosmic team sent me, um, was around modalities and the fact that a lot of modalities are starting to crumble away. And actually what we're doing now is we're creating new ways of being, new modalities based on life experiences and what you've been through. And I think that's so beautiful because it gives people a freedom of expression to just do things their own way and their own beautiful um you know with their own experience and I think that's like how it should be rather than having all these rules for everything that we yeah. seem to have on planet earth because I don't do rules <laughs> at all with Me anything <laughs> if it's not fun I don't do it either you know if, it, if it's a drag I'm like nah won't be doing that again <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel exactly the same I think we we've kind of and and this is where we go into this 3d thing then because we've kind of been drawn into this place of fear you know that that stops us so you could call it a program it stops us from you know being able to find ourselves but then we understand that through this awakening process that we've been going through not just recently, but for many, many years, it's just more prevalent now because we're coming out of the other side, so to speak. I think that's why people are, are feeling very confused, you know, mm. as, as to who they are and what they should be doing. And I find so many people that, that you know, come to see me are talking about, well, I don't understand what why I'm here, what's my purpose and, you know, I'll say to people, but your purpose is just to be. Mm. You know, that, that's what this, this is a school. We're in a mm. school. We're educating ourselves back to what we already knew. Yeah. If that's what an awakening really is, you know. And when we can get our human head around it and, oh. and allow ourselves, excuse me, <laughs> I think post is just... <laughs> 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 but if we can get our, our human heads around that and understand that there is so much more to us mm. than just this physical body, you know, and these labels of I am this, 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 this and this, but we're actually more than that, you know, we are light, we are vibration, we are frequency. Excuse me a minute while I just... Okay. <laughs> sorry about that I think my dad's okay. downstairs oh that's okay this is real life yeah it's real <laughs> life all right story yeah. Of life. <laughs> yeah. but but yeah I I just I feel humble and I feel very honored to be part of that collective that is helping other people 
you know, and in that process, I'm still learning about me, mm. you know, and I'm evolving as well. Mm. So, yeah, and that and that's a beautiful point. You know, this work never ends. It's what we say all the time. This, we are limitless beings. There are no limits to our expansion, and within that, there are no limits to the work either. And either that could be a very empowering thing because if you do a bit of work, you get a result, you get a bonus, you get a benefit. Or to few people, that will be a very disempowering thing. Like, oh God, I thought I'd been through this already, but you know, it it's all there for our our development it's a positive thing it's uh it's a beautiful and it's a beautiful time to be alive right the, the amount of opportunities we've got now to connect with people yeah, all yeah. around the world yeah in yeah. an instant on social media on the internet you know it can be a blessed and both a curse but I see it's such a beautiful opportunity to connect people all around the world with the same message definitely definitely yeah so where can people find you, Karen, if they want to stalk you and get to know a bit more about what you offer? <laughs> Professional so, stalking, obviously. We don't want any weirdos. No. Well, I've just had somebody clone me this morning again. Have you? Facebook, oh, you should be flattered. I've been getting uh, quite a few um, messages on my business page, which is Beautiful Minds Hypnotherapy mm -hmm. on uh, Facebook, but also uh, Karen Goodwin. On, on Facebook. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and I'm on YouTube as well. Um, I'm going to be doing some um, exciting new things with a friend of mine, Andrew Harvey, who is um, Frequency 101. We yeah. are preparing to um, create some workshops working with light and healing and vibration. Um, but we're in the, the, we're in the um, incubating stage at the moment. So we're, it's like, watch this space. I'm mm. kind of chomping at the bit and I'm waking up every morning with all these channelings of information and like, right, I need to write this, I need to write this, I need to write this, and then go about my daily business thinking, I've forgotten what they said now. So I have to, <laughs> I have to keep writing things down. But yeah, um, I do have a website, but at the moment the... Um, the email address on it is not connecting for some reason. So I'm just telling people they can contact me through Messenger mm. or WhatsApp, um, you know, through my mobile number. I do card readings, soul card readings, and I read charms as well. So I kind of in connect, I, I interconnect them um, with my coaching and my healing and everything. So you're getting a, I'm, I'm working in the vortex basically yeah so um yeah um how to contact me other than that um i think that probably the main way is to get me through facebook hmm. as karen goodwin if you go onto that one and you'll see the other one because they're both interconnected i do videos on there as well um and share affirmations every every morning beautiful um, so yeah, that. and it's just kind of like watch this space. I'm evolving into something. What I have no idea yet. <laughs> yeah, and aren't we all as well? You know, that's the point. So thank you for that, Karen. What I'll do is I'll when we post your um 
podcast we'll include all your links and whatnot whatever you want us to share so people can find you easily okay once they've watched the podcast we'll share you on our facebook and whatnot as well and i'll just start recording now i'm going to thank our readers and our listeners and our watchers and then we'll just have a a quick chat all right cool thank you thank Thank you. you so much for being here